Welcome to episode 72 of For the Love of Guns. Today is going to be a solo episode and I'm going to talk to you about how the system is stacked against you. Before we begin, it's time to pay the bills. And today's episode is brought to you by you. You're the reason that I can continue to bring you content, but I need your help in fulfilling that mission. And what I need is going to be really simple. I just need you to go to www.trb.fii and go to Partners and Discounts. And I want you to go there before you do your online shopping. And what you're going to do is just scroll down and find places like Amazon, Brownells, Falco, all kinds of places like that that when you go shopping at their site, a small portion of your purchase comes back to the channel so that I can continue to bring you content and it's not going to cost you any more than you are going to spend. What's even better is some of these places have discounts. That's right. I can save you money while you help me bring you content. Now with the bills paid, let's get to it. Now what am I talking about? The system is stacked against you. Well, it is. People don't like guns. I know that's hard to hear, but people don't like guns. You and I do. But there are people out there that hate guns. They hate us because we like guns. Now, as you know, I was one of the content creators that had a video taken down because of the actions of five U.S. Senators. They wrote a letter to the CEO of YouTube saying, hey, these videos violate your, your policies and we don't like them because they're teaching people how to make a firearm. I wasn't the only one. There were several other people that were affected by this. And what happened? YouTube took them down instantly. That's right. That letter was dated a certain day. The next day, the videos were taken down. There wasn't even really a thought there. It just happened. Now, why do I keep bringing this up? The reason why I keep bringing this up is number one, it affected me. And number two was these five senators used U.S. Senate letterhead to send this letter to YouTube. Isn't that a violation of a First Amendment right? They engaged in censorship. Now, yes, the video violated YouTube guidelines. I don't deny that. There was plenty of videos I had out there, about 80% content that I took down. They just happened to find the one that I forgot. Okay, that's not what I'm mad about. I'm not mad that YouTube took the video down. What I'm mad about is that, well, my taxpayer money, you know, the money I pay in, the money you pay in, was used to violate First Amendment rights. Those senders had no right to use U.S. letterhead to write and pressure YouTube to take this content down. They had no right to do it. Now, if they had done that as a private individual, 
completely different story. But no, they did this in the official capacity of their office. They used taxpayer money to research this, to find it, to write a letter to YouTube to point this out. By the way, no laws were broken. No laws were broken. Those senators had no reason to do this in their official capacity. That's what I mean about the system is stacked against you. These people had no right to do this, you know, for their day job. But they did it anyway. And what happened? I'm sure you probably heard that I've contacted both of my senators. Neither one of them cared. One cared a little more than the other. But not by much. John Tester, Democrat for Montana. I got a letter back from him going, thank you for letting me know. Now I'm paraphrasing. But thank you for letting me know. I will think about this when I'm thinking about ethics in the future. Ethics in the future. No, 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 no. You have an ethics problem right now. But you're not going to do anything. Steve Daines, Republican from Montana. I got a call from their office. Called back. Talked to a really nice girl there. Now, when I talked to her, it took a little while to get to her because, well, she was giving tours of the Capitol building. That's right. I got a tour guide. I mean, really, did they find a lower person in the staff to deal with this? Now, I'm not saying that I need the senator directly, but I just told you that five U.S. Senators, I mean, from the other party, so I would think you'd want to jump on that, right? Five U.S. Senators engaged in censorship. And I got a tour guide. And it was hard to get a hold of her. And then I always had to keep, like, keep calling and calling and calling. And then finally I was like, hey, look, you're obviously not taking this seriously. So I just stopped, right? Because why am I going to waste my time to continue this when you're not taking it seriously at all. So uh, I was trying to figure things out, right? So I'm like, okay, well, there's an ethics committee for the US Senate. Maybe I can go that route. So I start doing research and um, yeah, I'm like, cool. I'm gonna launch an ethics complaint. But that's when I found out that as a private citizen, I can launch an ethics complaint, but it's got the lowest priority, period. Like, they might not even talk about it because it's coming from a private, in, uh, private individual. Now, if it was brought up by a senator, they would listen to it. They would investigate. But hey, I just told you, both my senators could care less. So let me ask you this. Why is it that when an individual brings up an ethics problem, 
that's the lowest priority. Shouldn't that be the highest priority? I mean, seriously, we're the people that they serve. No, no, I mean, and I talked to a couple of people, I asked a couple of people, you know, it's not like I just read this. I mean, I did, I read it and I started doing my research and then I started talking to a couple of other people. And I started talking to them going, hey, do you happen to know somebody who's done this? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we, we know people who've launched ethics complaints against, uh, you know, the U.S. Senate. I'm like, cool, well, can, can you get me in touch with them? They're like, yeah, yeah, we can, we can totally get them, get you in touch with them, but they're not gonna listen to you. I'm like, they're not gonna listen to me or the Senate Ethics, and they're like, no, the Senate Ethics Committee is not gonna listen to you because you're a private individual. It's got to come from a senator. These are all people who have gone this route before me. I mean, really, I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel. I'm, you know, I want to find out how other people fared, and well, it didn't. They didn't fare well. So now I've got this thing out there, right? My First Amendment rights were just stomped on. That's what pissed me off. I'm really mad about it. I mean, you know, I've had this channel for five years. Now, the podcast is not five years old, but the YouTube channel is. Five years of being a content creator, and I kept politics out of this, right? I wanted to be just the YouTube channel where there's no politics. It's gun content, there's no politics. That changed in February of 2022 with that letter that went to YouTube. I was pissed. Not, not at first, you know, at first, so let me tell you how I found out, right? This is how I found out. I woke up and, you know, I checked my YouTube stats and I'm looking, you know, at, at all my analytics and stuff like that. And I found that I lost like 40,000 views on the channel. I mean, just gone. I was in the red. I'm like, how did I lose 40,000 views? And I'm like, well, obviously something happened, right? I'm thinking, you know, maybe there was a problem with analytics or something like that. And then I realized that I had a channel warning. And up to that point, I had channel warnings before. Um, channel warnings would come, a video would, you know, a video would get taken, taken down, a you know, I'd get a warning, and then 90 days later, the warning would go away. So I'm like, all right. I'm looking there, I'm like, hey, I got a warning. Oh, well, that's it. Oh, crap, I thought I took that video down. Oh, well, so I took my, you know, ass beating going, okay. They took the, took the video down, no big deal. You know, it, it happens. And then I'm like, you know, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. Hey, it, okay, it happened. I was over it. So now you're thinking, well, you got this video taken down and now you're becoming political. What's going on? I didn't know until a couple of days later what had happened. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird that they found that video. I mean, it's been out there for a while. Um, I didn't take it down. All I did is I, I turned it off, right? So it's there because at YouTube, if you delete a video, all the views get deleted with it. So you, instead of just having it public, you either have it private, you know, you, you change it. So it's still there, but it just, 
you know, but that was one that was still public. So that's how you take videos down off YouTube and not, you know, lose views in your stats. Because those are important. Those are really important to a channel. So a couple of days later, I hear about this letter. Going, hey, um, what do you think about this letter from, you know, these five senators that took your video down? I'm like, what? I'm like, huh. So that's what happened to that video. So I immediately start trying to figure out what this letter is, right? So I'm going, okay, I'm Googling it. It didn't take me long. <laughs> totally did not take me long to find this letter. I mean, I think my exact phrase was five U.S. senators, you know, YouTube. And I think it was, it was something like that. And then, well, I found it and I start reading this letter and I'm, I'm reading. And as I'm reading, I'm kind of like getting pissed off. And then I get down to the thing, and it's like five or six pages. So, I mean, it's not a short letter. And the last page is all the content creators that had their videos taken down. You know, they're complaining about these five content creators. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not alone. So I'm like, I'm only going to be so pissed off, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mad, but I'm, I'm like, haven't gone full on bitch mode yet. So I'm sitting there going, okay, this sucks. And then it starts hitting me a couple hours later. This is what's starting to happen. I'm starting to get more and more and more mad. Because the math, I'm doing the math in my head. So congratulations to these five U.S. senators. They now took someone who was not, you know, it was very, you know, trying to keep politics out of everything. Congratulations, guys. You just made another enemy. Now they don't care, right? Because I did all kinds of things on social media and it's futile because they don't care, right? No one cares. The 2A community somewhat cares. Some people cared. Not a lot of people did. It's like, oh, no, that sucks because that's the problem. We've been conditioned that it's like, oh, uh, yeah, it's YouTube. You know, that sucks. Now forget that that video is still out there right? It was still on like five other platforms. These people did not take the video down. Sure, they took them down on YouTube, but the video is not taken down. And the greatest place, the greatest thing is that this video is in one place they can't take down because it uses blockchain technology. Now, you probably hear blockchain and you're thinking crypto and, you know, Bitcoin, stuff like that. But blockchain is more than just that. I mean, it's a technology that, you know, I'm not going to bore you to death, but it's basically a technology that distributes this thing out and then it makes sure that different nodes has it. So it's really hard to take down. I mean, if it was easy to take down, the federal government would have taken Bitcoin down a long time ago. They can't. Same thing. This is this other place that this video is posted on, on top of other places. So they can take the video off the internet. It totally didn't take it off the internet. It's still there. And the funny thing is, is that YouTube video was a slightly neutered version of the video trying to placate to YouTube, right? I took certain things out. So that way I could honestly claim that it wasn't the complete process.
Now you could deduce what the processes were. It wasn't hard. But this is what's making me mad, right? Because now it's down. I've had these five senators totally just, not only did they like stomp on my rights, they came up and just unzipped their fly and pissed all over them. Yeah, you can tell I'm a little mad, right? So I'm a little riled up. I'm sorry about the language, but it, this one has got me mad. So I went through this whole thing about, well, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. These, these, these guys are untouchable. They are. They're completely untouchable. So I kind of resigned myself that, well, I can't even launch an ethics file, you know, investigation against them. Well, I, I could, but it's not going to go anywhere. They're not going to do anything. The, you know, the whole industry as a whole, you know, a small portion of the 2A got pissed off about it, and then it went away. You know, their outrage disappeared. Now, I'm not saying that they need to be outraged for me, but they should be really pissed off about this. Because if it starts here, and this is what I wrote to my two U.S. Senators, it's not the U.S. Senate's job to enforce policies of private industry. It's not. So they, that's what they did. <laughs> that's totally what they did. And then and by doing that, they involved themselves in free, you know, free, infringing on free speech. They're untouchable. But wait, I thought it's, you know, the government is supposed to be, you know, run by us, not by them. So that starts off a whole new thing. So again, I'm still stewing about this, doing about this, doing about this. Now on the podcast, I've had great guests this year. Really have had some amazing two-way guests on the podcast. And one of them was Diana Mueller. Awesome, awesome interview. I totally, totally enjoyed that. Now I, I enjoy all of my, my interviews. I really do. But I got talking to Diana Mueller, and this was off, you know, off the podcast. Now, when you watch a podcast, most times before the podcast has started, whether it's live or recorded, we're, we're BSing. We are. We're talking. We're, you know, if we know each other, you know, know the guests, we're catching up because we probably haven't talked in a while. And then the after chat. So after the podcast over, it starts all over and we, we start talking again. So you'll hear about the before and after chat and man, a lot of things, a lot of knowledge is transferred between them. And the, a lot of relationships are really kind of cemented during these after chats and before chats. So I got talking to Diana Mueller. Now she wasn't even home. She was at her parents' house when we did this interview. So, I mean, she did this on the road. It was really, really amazing that, that she did this. So I get talking to her and we get talking about this situation, right? And then, so Diana Mueller, she's a three gunner. She also runs a DC project. Now, obviously I am not a female. I don't care how many genders you think there are out there. There's two and I wasn't one. And the DC project is for gun rights for females. But let's face it, 
these gun rights for females, then men ride along too, right? I mean, if you win a right for women's gun rights, you win one for men and vice versa, right? It's just that the DC project is specific for female gun owners and their, and their rights. But the DC project, you know, even though they're focused on, D, you know, Washington DC, they have these little chapters in the States, um, which is funny because the week before was Rebecca Schmoy, who just won Kansas House or Kansas House District, I think 59 in the election. Um, she was the representative for Kansas. So Diana's like, hey, um, well, you're in Montana. I'm like, yeah. She goes, have you thought about talking to the attorney general's office? And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, no, it, you know, it never even thought of me to contact my attorney general. Totally did not dawn on me, right? And she goes, yeah, Austin Knudsen's your attorney general. I'm sitting there going, Diana Mueller knows who the attorney general of Montana is. Think about it. Unless you're in Montana, do you know who the attorney general is in Montana? Do you even know who our governor is? She did, because she's not only just focused on the DC, she's focused on the states as well. Because let's face it, you can lose your rights at the state level just as fast as, as the federal level, sometimes even faster. And I'm like, no, you know, I, I haven't thought about that. So we talked about it for a little bit and um, I totally thank her for bringing that up because that's just an avenue we don't think of, right? We think. I violated at the federal level. I got to take it to the federal. Nope. So, you know, I, you know, after that broke up and, and um, you know, I got thinking about this and it took me a while before I actually contacted my attorney general's office. Really did, because I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know if I want to do this. Am I just going to get the exact same thing I got out of my two U.S. senators? Am I going to be ignored? Because I'm kind of sick of being ignored, right? And then one day I just finally said, screw it. I'm going to throw something in and let's see what the attorney general's office is going to say. And what's funny about that is, is that about a week later, I'm just like, all right, nothing's going to happen, right? He's not going to do anything. He doesn't care. He's like everybody else. He just doesn't care. And my phone rings. So, you know, in Montana, our area code is 406. And I saw, you know, I don't answer my phone when I don't recognize the number or you're not in my contacts. I'll let you get my voicemail and I'll figure out, you know, what car warranty or what consolidation, debt consolidation or how to pay off my student loans. You know, whatever that scam you're trying to do today is, just give you my voicemail. And if you're legitimate, I'll call you back because you left a voicemail. But this thing came through 406-444. So the 444 extension is in here in Helena, and it's for state of Montana. It's really all the calls from the state of Montana, at least in Helena, come from 406-444. So I'm looking at this number going, well, there's only so many people at the state that are going to try to contact me. It could be a spoofed number, but generally the 444 numbers aren't. So I answer the phone. Somebody introduced themselves. 
so-and-so from the attorney, Montana's attorney general's office. I'm like, whoa, holy crap. These people called me. But wait, hold on a second. I did get a call from Steve Danes' office, right? They weren't in my contacts, so they got my voicemail and you know, I played that thing. But all right, no problem. I got a call, but I get talking to this guy. Totally, totally amazing person I was talking to. He goes, you wrote, a, you wrote a letter to the Attorney General's office about um, this YouTube censorship. I'm like, yes, yes, I did. So he's asking some questions about it, and gathering information. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll give you whatever you're looking for. And, um, you know, and then I said, look, I go, you know, I did take this up with Steve Daines and John Tester. Um, and I wrote that in my letter to the Attorney General's office at first. I go, would you like a copy of that letter? Because really it explains my argument really well, right? I mean, this is really in writing my whole argument was in this letter. He goes, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have that letter. Cool. Get off the call, send an email to this individual. A couple of days goes by. I get the, hey, you know, um, you know, I know this, this video was taken down, but do you have it somewhere else? I'm like, yeah, it's on a few other platforms. And uh, I sent a couple of links. It took a while before we get through the state of Montana's content filter so they can see this thing, right? So anyways, I send them a link and they're watching, you know, and, and they're trying to watch this thing. And then finally he goes, all right, these aren't working. What about this website? And I'm like, holy crap. That's like, I'm, I'm amazed you can even get to that web website, but they're researching this, right? I mean, he's taking it upon himself, actually Googling this thing, trying to find my video. I'm like, well, already I got more response than anybody. He goes, all right. So we want to, you know, because they want to see the video. They, they're not going to go in without the facts, right? Especially the attorney general's office. They know better than to do that. So they wanted to see the video. He gets quiet again. And then um, I get a, you know, I get a, another email from them and, you know, there's, a couple, there's, there's some things back and forth and I get a call from another individual at the attorney general's office, someone different and, you know, they're head of the media, right? And like, talk to him and, you know, everything. He's like, hey, look, you know, with the draft letter, we do have a draft letter and, and mind you, I don't know what they're doing, right? I'm not in on the whole thing of what they're doing. I'm like, oh, cool. They're going to send a letter to Congress. And then, um, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, probably in a couple of days it's going to come out. And, <laughs> and it's, it's great because um, I get a call from a reporter. You know, this thing comes out on, um, on the 2nd, which is totally amazing because dumb luck, it's every, two, every second matters, right? It comes out on every second matters. The Montana State Attorney General sends a four-page letter to the president of YouTube. I'm like, totally, or the CEO of YouTube. And I'm like, hmm, I didn't think they were gonna go that way. Okay, no problem. Um, and you know, in my mind, I'm going, no matter what happens, nothing, nothing's gonna happen, right? Um, YouTube's not gonna care. These five US senators, they're not gonna care. They could give, everybody could care less about what the Attorney General of Montana says. And I'm reading this letter 
And um, as I'm reading this letter, because I find out what's in this letter when everybody else does, right? Because they release it to the public. Um, I found out about it actually in the evening. And, uh, you know, I got, a I got an email from the Attorney General's office. Hey, we sent, the letter we sent a letter to YouTube, blah, blah, blah. You know, thanks for letting us know. So they send me the link to the, this thing. And I also get a link to an article from the Washington Examiner. Because I talked to that reporter. Uh, that reporter, you know, called me up. We actually talked on the phone. Um, you know, they had asked for permission to contact. They asked the attorney general's office for my contact info. Blah, 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 blah. I gave permission. We had a phone call. So I got talking to the guy and he wrote a, a pretty good, you know, pretty good article about it. And in this letter... It was uh, it was a great letter. It was it was really an amazing letter because the attorney general points out that no laws were broken in this thing, right? And if these five senators had an issue with my video, then it should have gone through the judicial branch. But since no laws were broken. They couldn't. So therefore, they contacted YouTube directly, and he's mad about this. I mean, you really get a strong tone in this thing that he's upset about this. Not just this, but the censorship in general. And he brings out other censorship in there. Um, and it's, it's an amazing letter. I'm going to put a link down in the description below to the letter. Uh, I'll put it to the letter to the you know, the U.S. Senators to YouTube, so that way you can read that. And I'm going to put a link to this letter back to YouTube. And it's a great letter. He makes a great argument for this thing. And at the end, he demands, hey, this video should go back on. No laws were broken, and you should stop censoring. No, it's still down. <laughs> I mean, the video is still down. Um, but I totally appreciate the attorney general for doing that because man that was it was an amazing letter um and you know i okay great so it's still down see the system is rigged against you again these five senators still got away with it nothing i can figure out how to do So where am I going next, right? So I, I, you know, I know it's not going back. It's it's okay. I'm 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 good with that. I'm happy that something happened, stirred the pot for a little bit. A few other articles spun out of that one article that came out of the Washington Examiner. Jason had his 15 minutes of fame. Great. So now I'm on other platforms, right? So, you know, I'm on YouTube, Twitter, and, um, you know, a bunch of others, and TikTok, right? Um, Instagram, stuff like that. But I want to talk to you about TikTok because, man, you talk about a platform that is so against you, that is it. Now, as a content creator, it's hard to ignore TikTok because you get lots of views. You get, like, a lot of views, you know, it's so funny is I've put out some of the dumbest videos 
I mean, honestly, they're dumb. I mean, I literally have a 17-second video that was out there of me opening up a case of tools. And it, like, kind of, like, opened it up a couple times, you know, repeated 17 seconds. Like, 50-some thousand views. People loved it. I mean, they were going ape crap over this thing. I forget how many likes there were. I mean, it was, it was stupid. There's other videos I put out there, 40,000 views of this and stuff like that. So, you know, it's hard to ignore that, especially when you're doing a video about a product, right? Because, you know, I do a product and I like this product. I want everybody to see it. I'm going to share this stuff. So obviously I want you to see it and well, 54,000 people saw it. Um, so yeah, so we get this thing, right? So we, TikTok, you can do great. It, it's kind of feast or famine. I, you know, it, it's just a weird platform. Now I know other content creators that have been out on TikTok that have gotten banned. Um, you know, you get you get warnings and then you know you're suspended for a week. And that's what happened to me earlier. Um, actually, during the time I was interviewing Diana Mueller, I was on a one week timeout on YouTube because I had that that um, warning, and then I got. Uh, a video takedown, which gave me the one week timeout, which was Channel Strike One, which actually had just, the Channel Strike One has just expired. The warnings don't expire anymore. They used to. No, nope, warnings don't expire anymore. So, anyways, I get videos taken down on TikTok. Now, I appeal them, and I win like 95% of the appeals. I mean, I'm winning them like hey look you know they're like hey we took this down from community guidelines but hey i appeal it and they get put back up now when they get put back up all the momentum of the video has stopped right so you know views start trickling in so basically the videos you know shadow banned <laughs> and uh so this is the funny thing right i've only been suspended for a week once once on tiktok and um the funny thing is, I won the appeal. I appealed it. I appealed the video that got taken down, that put me on the one week suspension. I won it, but they left the one week on the channel, right? So one week, even though I was not in the wrong, they let it sit. Now I know content creators that have had like one week timeouts, two week timeouts, um, one month timeouts, I've only had one timeout and I won the appeal, but I still had the, or not one week timeout. I won the appeal, but I was still timed out. Systems rigged against you. So what's funny is, is that I lost the TikTok account. Lost it, uh, what, a week ago, a week or two ago. And so, I've only been a one-week time. You would think that, hey, look, I'd have so many warnings. I win 95% of my appeals. This video was me shooting a rifle, and I had the whole thing of, you know, in a safe environment. You have to do, you have to do all the uh, TikToks weird. You got to do all this weird stuff, right? I win appeals on these things because I label it in the safe, you know, professional in a safe environment. So if you ever see on my Instagram, you'll see professional in a safe environment. That was a video that was originally going over to TikTok. I needed to do that, right? So TikTok took this video down and 
banned me. I mean, it's shooting a rifle. And you can see some muzzle flash. I, mean, I liked it because it was kind of cool because you see some muzzle flash. And Nope, banned. Lifetime ban on the channel. Takedown. Complete takedown. System rigs, the system is rigged against you. I had one time that I was timed out for a week, which, like, as I said before, I won. I won, I won that appeal, but yet I was still timed out. Oh my God, do you think I was out like kicking puppies on, on camera? Nope. So that's the whole thing is they had me tagged, they had me tagged as a, as a gun content creator get lots of views on videos they didn't like me totally didn't like me even though i put a video up and it was like i put a video up and instantly taken down like zero views takedown huh that's interesting appeal win video goes up goes nowhere put another video up next week instantly banned just like that Take down, appeal, repealed, put back, get a couple of views here and there, right? So they're, they're screwing with me. So when I put this video up, right, I log in the next day and um, I get the, you've been logged out. Well, that's kind of weird. What, what the hell happened there? Log back in, count warning, right? Okay, count warning. Video takedown. Okay, no problem. I know this game. Go in there, appeal it, hit appeal, go back. You have been permanently banned. They instantly banned me on my appeal. I was banned before. That's why they logged me out. So I was banned. Did the appeal? They don't care. You're banned go off, do something else. Um, so anyways, systems are rigged against you. We need to continue to pressure everybody. We can't let up. We need to continue to pressure everybody about this because we're being censored. We are. I mean, I've got a video idea that I'm gonna be doing and I've already figured out that there's going to be two videos. And the one that you're going to see on YouTube, you're going to see something like, hey, we're going to do X, Y, Z. But if you're watching this on YouTube, sorry, you're not going to see the entire video. But if you're watching it on my webpage or another platform that I upload to, you can see the whole thing. I'm not going to tell in, in the thing where the other platforms are because, well, that's going to, well, get me banned at YouTube. That's, that's a no-no, right? So anyways, we need to keep pressuring. I don't know how I'm going to do pressure against YouTube or these five senators next. I don't know. And if you have an idea, totally let me know. Honestly, I don't have the money for a lawsuit. I don't. I can't afford a lawsuit. And even then, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sue five U.S. senators. I should be able to. Honestly, I should be able to, to sue those five senators, win, 
and win and get, well, let's face it, a lot of money because they totally trampled on my rights. So where am I going to go? I mean, I can't, it's not like I can go to the, you know, ACLU, you know, who's supposed to be fighting for rights, but they don't like the Second Amendment, right? I mean, that's, that's the funny thing about that is they're like, hey, we fight for Americans' rights. Unless it's Second Amendment. Second Amendment, no, sorry, we're not going to fight for you on that one. But every other right, you're good. Systems rigged against you. I'd really like to hear everybody in the comments, wherever, whatever platform you're on, or drop me an email. What should my next step be? And realize that, well, money is short, right? I mean, I mean, I, I, it's not like I can go into a big lawsuit and this stuff, but I really would like to hear what you all think. Where can we go? Where can we fight next? What's the next thing that we can knock down? Even if it's not winning, how can we harass the crap out of the people trying to censor us? Now, I don't want to lose the YouTube channel. I really don't. I worked hard on it. I really like having my YouTube channel. I really like the way that it's going. But I do know that that platform is going to censor me. It sucks. Not going to win that one. Maybe if I was a, you know, a billionaire or a multi-billionaire, maybe I could have bought it. But, I mean, it's not like you're going to buy YouTube. Google's never going to let that thing go. But let's start a discussion. Where can we go? How do we fight this system that's against us? Where do we fight it? This is guerrilla warfare. It it's totally is. I need to take their weaknesses and make it my strength. Where do I do that? Help me do that. After all, I'm making this content for you. I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoy doing it. So somewhat I'm doing it for myself. The pay is crap. I mean, I lose money doing it. It's just fine. It's, I, I'm having fun doing it. I mean, do you put a price on joy? I'd like to try. <laughs> Honestly, I'd like to try. But let's fight this together. Let's come up with new ideas. Let's kick off the guerrilla warfare to defend our 2A rights. Let's hear it. Let's join together. Let's fight them together. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there. And I look forward to talking to you again soon.